Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. your fantasy football champion, a.k.a. the one true king of the South. And to my left is my co-host, as always. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, a.k.a. the beehive coordinator of the South. All right. The chairperson of the committee for the beehive, the Cincinnati edition of the beehive. All right. A.k.a. that little baby who just won't listen. It's getting cold. You might want to listen some more. You know what? I'm back on my bullshit. I don't back at it like I crack at it like I never left it. Okay. Hear me out. No. (laughs) No. Truth is, I'm tired. Options are few. I'm all burnt out. And I don't know what to do. All right. I'm going to get a cracking with a first world problem real quick. Oh, we're getting straight to the shits. Like straight into it. We'll cut, right. We'll go back to the bullshit later. Yeah, fuck it. Right. It'll, so it'll everybody knows we record downtown library. Now downtown is going to be downtown. They had theirs. Downtown going downtown. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I parked my car. Typically I parked right in front of the library. I wasn't able to do that for whatever reason. So I decided, you know, I got to bust the corner real quick. So there are a group of men standing by this car, but I see that there's this couple, like an available space, like two spaces up. So I parked there. A, I don't want to get out of my car in front of a pack of grown ass men. I'm asking for it. I know better. At this big age, I know better. You shouldn't have to know better, but you do. That, you're, you're, you're making my point. See, people think that I don't have sense. And then they get surprised when I do. Oh, we're going to get to some shit later. So I get out of my car. I give, like, put on, like, the, I act like my headphones are in. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and of course, it makes no sense for me to bring actual headphones because I'm coming to record. Anyway, so putting my headphone, like, you know, proverbial headphones, I get into the zone, like, listen, you can't give an ounce, a crack, a smile, show any attention, make any kind of eye contact because they take that as a go. And I hate that. I get tired of seeing groups of black men like that and get uncomfortable because it's like, dog, I don't want to be catcalled. I don't want to have to have a rebuttal. I don't want to have to be fake nice. I don't want to have to do that today. I actually just want to be left the fuck alone. I actually want to be left the fuck. I actually just want to go about my business without having to feel like, damn, before I get out of my car, let me get my head together. Let me make sure I don't look like I'm, I want your attention because I don't. I just, I honestly just want to go about my fucking day without being worried about being catcalled or stared down or, or chased down. I don't want that shit. Somebody so, okay, so you would thought that, like, because I heard him across the street, sexy bald head, come here, little leopard print, because the skirt that I'm wearing. Again, n- niggas right. who catcall, you are reduced to a, a, a physical attribute and an item of clothes. I get it. You don't know me out of Adam in order to say my actual name, because it wouldn't be a catcall at that point. You know me. But, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying? And, of course, I just keep it pushing. So one of the guys, I didn't turn around. One of the guys was getting ready to go walk across the street, and the man grabbed him. He was like, nah, get your ass back over here. She don't want shit. And I'm like, bro, if you would have came across the street and tried to talk to me after, like, I wouldn't have been able to record. I would still be downstairs beating somebody up. Leave me alone. Shout out to the the person who who said, nah, nigga, like, like. Leave her alone. But, bro, why, why do you have to be checked like that and know that your actions are, like, overstepping? Like. You're clearly overstepping your boundary. I clearly don't want your attention. I don't want it. And if I didn't hear you, I didn't fucking hear you. 
But what scares me the most is like, dog, I, we're going to be done recording in two hours and my car's still sitting outside. They're going to know I haven't gone anywhere. I don't, that's, I, that's an anxiety I don't deserve. And I know that I'm telling a story that's like one of a million. Like, oh, there's a hundred thousand other women that can share the exact same experience with them, but I am, t- I am personally tired of that shit. I am so exhausted with it. Stab these niggas. Triggered. Triggered. <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. How was your week, friend? Um, I've gone a- another week unstabbed. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, you know, clap, clap it up for me. Uh, um, other than that, so this week, um, we we definitely decided to end the hot boy, hot girl summer on top. Oh, so with a bang, with with a, with a flourish, with whatever you want to consider it. Um, so Labor Day weekend. So for all of you niggas. Who say summer isn't over to the twenty third? Technically, shut the fuck up. No, nigga, my hot girl summer's over. It's been over for two weeks now. He, actually, he, but, but here's the thing: those people who want to be technical and shit don't understand. We don't give a flying fuck about the summer solstice and the fucking winter equinox or whatever the fuck else. It is Memorial Day weekend to Labor Day weekend. When the pools open to when the pools close. Grand opening, grand closing. All you niggas trying to trying to be technical with the shit don't understand the fucking point. But however, so Labor Day weekend, I'm in Columbus celebrating accomplishments. We celebrate accomplishments mm-hmm. on this here podcast. A big accomplishment is finding and marrying the love of your life. Finding part. We're st- finding. Finding and not only because you can find someone, but y'all are on two different times, y'all are on two different schedules, y'all are on two different tracks of life. Triggered. So you find and successfully complete the operating, because uh, successfully complete the operation, complete the narrative, and actually marry this person. Huge accomplishment for both men and women. We celebrate that. And so, uh, shout out to uh, Carpe DMG, uh, Miss Ashley Allure. Um, Destination Grayson. I love them as a couple, actually. They fit. They just work. Because those were, it's it's the polar opposites that actually, like, work. Because if you know them individually, couldn't be more apart. Right. But their polar opposites actually work together in a, like, okay, this makes sense sort of way. So... I'm up there, you know, Friday they have their uh, engagement party, um, R&B only celebration, Just Friends. Uh, shout out to um, two of my favorite DJs. Um, DJ Burn and DJ Don't Fret. I love, like, Reva, I love her. You have a, you have a crush on Reva. <laughs> Let's keep it on it. Hey, whoa. I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just said, listen, you have, like, a platonic I crush. do. Like, I want to be her best friend so bad. Like, just me, her, and Corey would take over the world. Take over the world, burn it down. One of the two. But yeah, like, I do have a girl crush on Reva. Very platonic girl crush. Yeah, you out here thinking I'm, I'm listen, you have a platonic <laughs> crush. I know the woman you have non-platonic crushes on. I'm going to, I'm going to ruin that straight woman's life. No, Ooh. actually, oh, wait, I am talking to a girl. Um, like, in a, she's, she, I actually identifies as not straight. So. Which is a, which is a, a new thing for you. Gross. Um. And, like, she's also an Aries, and this energy is wild. Like, 
And of course, like I read a chart. Of course, I did. <laughs> listen, like, kind of uh, a first date thing for me. Listen, um, <laughs> whenever, look, you know that new SpongeBob. There's a SpongeBob meme for everything. For you know that. All right, I'm head out. Mm-hmm. Start asking like when you what what time you were born. All, All right, right, I'm, I'm head, head out. out. <laughs> but no, like she's also into astrology, so like she'll send me things, and like we have this this space. I. I like her. I'm gonna get it out. Yeah, yeah. I stand in your feelings. I like her. Fam, <laughs> <Her. Yeah>. <laughs> fucking gross. You didn't have never mind. Let me check. I know. Relax. Redacted. <laughs> so you didn't have a lot more things that are gross that that were easier for you to to translate than that sentence. I I like her. Okay. And think she does not listen to my podcast. Good. Good. So it Good. Might, I might la- like, we'll the see pro- what happens. The problem is all of my little babies who potentially listen are avid listeners to this podcast. Oh, weekly. Like weekly. Like, like, like we're subscribed. <laughs> so off they get the notification when it's posted. But no, like she, um, I don't know. It's something about her. Like, and I know that sounds super cliche, but it's like almost like a breath of fresh air when, okay, I'm very much so like passionate and aggressive and she doesn't like she's not she doesn't shy away from the fact that i'm aggressive she like she leans into it because she she's leans also because she, she's also an aries so yeah, like she's like, like she's aries she's no she reminds so she's remi- an aries sun scorpio rising translate that for translate that for the niggas who don't you know what i'm saying like translate that meaning for, that like those if i'm not mistaken scorpio is also a fire sign i could be wrong that sounds about right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't judge but us. Like, it's either fire or earth. So, one of the two. And, like, it's very interesting because most Scorpios I don't get along with. I don't. I don't. I really, really don't. And, like, most cancers, there's, like, two cancers I actually can, like, function with. And Shawnee's one of them. <laughs> that tells you anything. But, like, with her, it's just, like, you're very much so parts of me that I love and parts of Scorpio I can't stand. But I like that in you, if that makes sense. It reminds so enough again, this is the the meme episode where where Black China's like, I'm gonna rock the fucking world, so rock it. <laughs> rock it. Hey, we but, haven't gone there yet. I was like, I, I got triggered because there's a certain caption that said like when your girl came home came home off the mimosas and you but you ain't scared this time. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, what's up? <laughs> ruin my life. Please ruin me. But no, we haven't. We ha- we haven't gone there yet. So, which is also odd for me because again, I date straight women. So that's like okay. We kn- I know what time it is with her. It's like no. Sis. You actually want to like me? Yeah, like you actually the like fucking me. nerve. And I don't know how to take this at all. And no, and like we know how like. I'm one toe in, one toe out the pool. Like, she's completely in. Like, she does not, she doesn't like men at all. So. This is really different for you. Very different. She does not like men at I all. I was like, usually your woman at least like a sprinkle of dick. <laughs> like a smidge. Like a little, little, little dollop, no, a dollop of dick, excuse me. No, actually, they like a dollop of pussy. They like dick. Like, <laughs> they don't want, like, they don't want me full time because those are parts of them that they haven't, like, explored and, and like, or come came, to terms yeah. with. And I am not your experiment, baby. I'm not the woman to experiment with uh, in that realm, in that world. Like, you will, I, don't make me your first relationship with a woman. I, you, don't do that. 
I will ruin it for you. I don't want to do that. But like with her, this is not necessarily, of course, not definitely not my first experience with women, but my first experience dating and like being courted, if so to speak, to use like heterosexual terms, like courting another woman and like. Yeah, because that, that is because I've, I've, I've always wondered and maybe this is my ignorance, right? This is my ignorance. Because being a heterosexual, a cis heterosexual male. Look oh, look at, at you knowing no, words. Shout out to Pegasus. <laughs> relax. Re <laughs> fucking relax. Oh, Santana uh, don't even know what he said. And, he don't even know what he said. And, 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 and I want y'all to stop terrorizing that young man. He don't know he being terrorized. I want y'all to stop. Yo, that group chat. He don't need to be part of it. You want to know who I thought about like adding to the group chat besides Santana? KB, because I know Santana and KB in that group chat. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know, peace. Like, bro, bro. I don't know, peace. Bro. Like, you know it's bad when I call you, bro, because I don't call you, bro, because I don't want to be called sis. Fam, what the fuck is wrong with you? Have you lost your fucking mind? I thought about it, and I was like, no. Fam, you add them, I'm out. Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want plausible deniability. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be oh, part of it. Oh, my God. Anyways, so. Santana will be in there like fresh meat. For no fucking good reason. For no good reason. Whatsoever. Because because you want to be petty. It makes no sense. And I got to protect my fellow cis heterosexual brother here. No. But also, because I've always wondered, like, because when, when, when we take it out of traditional male-female dynamics about courting, right? Mm-hmm. When we get into those same-sex relationships. How does that, you know what I'm saying? How do, how so do we decide? It, it who does, you know what I mean? Like, it, right, because especially for me, because I'm used to being courted by men. And so in my head, I know what this is supposed to, what we were quote unquote taught. And a lot of it is based in misogyny, if we're being honest, like in patriarchy. A lot of it, the way women are expected to be courted is based in misogynistic and um, patriarchal standards, right? Right. So when you take that away. However, side note, and I'll let you get going. They're okay with that part of the patriarchy. Oh, I've definitely admitted okay that I'm okay with that. With part. that. They're not okay with some of the other parts, but they're okay I, with that I, part. I was the first person to say, I'm okay with that. That's okay. That's okay. But um, no, because I've also paid for my... I'm definitely tricked off. So any, I'm right now tricking off on a nigga I don't even like. So I can imagine... Another thing that makes no sense in your life, but that's your life, sis. It's fine. But I like, just know, listen... I don't even like him. I don't like you. We're going to continue because otherwise I'm going to get very confused and or frustrated. And it's going to derail this entire podcast. We don't want to do that today. We got enough to argue about. But anyway, that's all my my little tidbit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So if she does happen upon this episode, like she has to specifically ask me for the link. Or if she follows me on social media, I've actually been out with this young lady before. Like, It's going to happen. If you know, you know. All, all, of, all of our love interests eventually find this podcast. The problem is they find this podcast and they stop being love. <laughs> they find the podcast and realize that, like, dog, I'm really, like, dog, you sure that's what you want? Man, they was like, listen, they like, these niggas nuts. You can either leave or become content. What, what you want to do? <laughs> Honestly. What do you want to do? And even if you leave, you're going to then become content even more because that means I no longer give a fuck. And I, I don't have anything to lose at this point. All right. But, um, so, no, shout out to you. So, Thursday, I actually did end up venturing to Columbus to support Shawnee. She's, um, she sings with Sarab and his band, and he actually has a project coming out, and they did a phenomenal job, so shout out to that home team. Um, what was I about to say? 
What is his name? I want to say his name is Elijah Kelly. He's an artist. Yeah, Elijah Banks. I want to. Elijah say. Banks. There we go. Why do I keep wanting to call that man Elijah Kelly? I don't know. Sorry, uh, Elijah Banks actually opened for Sarab and he killed it. Oh no, I, we saw we saw Elijah Banks when we were up at Native Tongues. Oh yeah, that's why I recognized him. And from. yeah, but that boy good. The boy cold. The the boy good. The boy so, stupid. So so shout out to him. Um, so you were up there. I was. I had to work because again, I'm off. I was off Friday through yeah. Tuesday, and I'm like, I can't swing it. Also, just um, for every employer who makes their employees feel bad for taking off PTO days, fuck you. The reason why I say that's because it's, it's and this is a tangent, but our first whole, world problem. Our first world problem. Well, we got a lot of those. We got a lot of tangents. It's our podcast at this point. But <laughs> for those who like. Because it's like every time I take off work, I come back to a shit show. I come back to like, or like passive aggressive guiltiness, like, hey, like, you know, make sure you guys are doing this and this before you leave because it was a little hectic when you're gone. Bam, you guys get paid as much as me, if not more. And also, it's not like, A, I take off every fucking day because I don't. B, it's also like nine times out of ten, I, I make sure my affairs are in order before I leave. I can't do shit on order of A. On, on things that are placed on my desk after I left. I can't tell you that ahead of time. I'm not there. Secondly, you guys get paid just as much, if not more money than me, to be able to handle shit for a couple of days while I'm gone. Because, again, in my particular job, they don't pay for unused PTO. That just, it just goes. Secondly, because it doesn't, it doesn't roll over either. It's use it or lose it. And if I'm going to use it, because if I don't use all my PTO, it's like I'm giving you guys back money. And mama ain't raised a fool. Yeah, I'm she taking have, these PTO days. She, she may have raised a lot of things. She ain't raised a fool. Oh, baby. I'm definitely, I'm taking PTO on days I haven't even occurred yet. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, that's, so, that's a side note. So, I couldn't, I couldn't pull up. Because I'm, I'm uh, this weekend, I'm, I'm in, I was going to be in Columbus. So, the running love. So, shout out to Burn, Shout out to Reva for the Judge Friends engagement party. And they did the, the wedding and reception. And they looked so good. Y'all looked so good. Everybody. I didn't see a single... I didn't see a single miss. I did not see. And we know that how much I love Corey anyway, but her outfit was so, she, everybody just looks so good. And Corey, Corey again, she was like, should I turn this down a little bit? I'm like, fam, you know whose wedding you're going to? No, of all places, that's where the fuck you should wear it. <laughs> like, oh. But yeah, oh, big so. shout out to them. Big shout out to love. Big shout out to happiness. And then I come back from love and happiness at the, this here wedding. Straight to the debauchery of a legendary night store. <laughs> it has my baby mama, Meg Thee Stallion. I didn't go. I was exhausted. I was. I, I honestly sold my tickets because I was tired. And it was one of those kind of tires where it's like, dog, I feel myself getting sick. Like, I feel me, like, coming. And that would have sent me over the edge. And honestly, we got too much shit going on for me to be down bad. So. True. However. I I had to go support um my 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 baby mother, um had to remind her to take care of her kid, um, why, so Meg Thee Stallion you can tell, because this is my obviously my first time seeing her. She's life. growing. She's growing, and you can tell that like, we talk shit about this it factor, she got it, and you and so we talk shit about it, but she got that it factor for sure. Hands down. Oh, I don't, I don't see it for a fact. I don't deny that for a fact. We're going to get baby a stylist because I'm really am tired of WrestleMania fits. We're going to get her a stylist because honestly, Cardi wasn't dressing like this when she first came out. Neither was Nikki. None of them were. 
you had to develop. And, and honestly, I think that's a part of artist, and, and artist I, development. And I, that, that, that's why you have an A&R team. Exactly. That's why you have that. And honestly, if we're keeping it, honey, like she, her starting point compared to a Nikki or compared to a Cardi is better because she watched Nikki and Cardi. Yeah. She's watched those come before. She's watched Katrina's Bikins. And like, she's also realized that not only does she have talent, she's book smart. She's getting ready to graduate. Like, people like her. We're realizing that we're buying, she realizes, and her team realizes that we're buying into these women's personalities. These niggas ain't got personality. They are not personable at all. No, excuse me, the baby personality. Ma'am. Sorry. Ma'am. 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 Sorry. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. And so, but like, but no, but the, 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 the artists like, that are why giving and, us. Why and like Corday. Yeah. Personality. But also a lot of these, a lot of these new artists, a lot of, especially on the male and female, a lot of them are cookie cutter. A lot of them you could, you could, I, we could play yeah. matching with like who song, who sung who and I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to lose. But like the artists that stick out to me are personality. I these niggas are fools. Or they make me laugh. Or they make me think. And I love how Cardi B are y'all. They're making fun of Cardi for like not being having the political acumen. Bitch, neither do I. But I also know that I'm an American citizen and I know shit is fucked up. But and then also, I mean, so part she's of learning that, the exact same way that we are. And part of it, you know, we talk about pandering. But then you you go from that to having Cardi B sit down with a presidential candidate and Bernie Sanders about and talking about shit like. And even Cardi's grown from where she's at. Yeah. I think a lot of times we don't. You we, can grow from where you are and not penal- change we your We penalize symptoms. people because we, we penalize people off our first impression because we see them where they started. Right. And we don't give credit for where they are now because we still remember Y'all them as roasted a, Cardi for being a stripper. Now she's an entire movie called Hustlers about strippers. I love it. I love how she was at Made in America acting a fucking donk, climbing on shit, doing some ball-headed hoe shit. I love it. Yes. I, y'all, listen, y'all criticize hoes, but hoes make the world go around, and I, that is the hill I'm going to forever die on. Any fucking way. You ready to put this week in rice? Yeah, let's get to, let's get to chopping this fable. All right. Um, so, Jay-Z. All right. So, last week, we touched on his NFL deal and why it was controversial, and mm-hmm. we came to the overall agreement that we were going to... Wait and see. Play the wait and see game. We waited, and we saw. And honestly... Friend, Lucy got some explaining to do. Okay, because here's the thing. So we're, ca- we're 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 gonna catch this up, right? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna update. So first things first, right? Ain't no one above a, a bad rollout. Not Hove, not she who shall not be named, because I ain't trying to anger no no highs. Because even Beyonce's first, like, Beyonce ain't always been, like, the supreme marketing. No, she's, but here's the so, thing. So, so, so. Go ahead. So, so, and so ain't nobody above about roll up. But we right. also not going to slander Beyonce on her birthday. I'd be damned. That's why I didn't say it. I didn't say her name. This, we not, see, and this is the one reason I why I didn't want to mention Jay-Z to begin with. Because, honestly, you, like. Y- y'all going to try to play this cognitive dissonance game? Like, like go ahead. Beyonce. You know what? I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Because the last half hour is going to be about Beyonce. So, go ahead. You got it. Because, like. You got it. <laughs> we'll move up. Moving right along. <laughs> moving right along, friend. We're, we're, we got it. Anyway. Proceed. Back, back to the content at hand. So, it came out that the, their first official announcement was a concert planned for, um, in Chicago for the season opener. As well as an apparel deal of Inspire Change merchandise mm-hmm. with proceeds from both of these things going to 
initiatives that kind of mirror that Inspire Change initiative, which is like social justice, community, things of that nature, right? And I'll be the first one to tell you. I think that in, you know, the Joe Budden pod kind of said this earlier. I think they always had they they always had this as the first thing planned, mm-hmm. but they didn't when they planned this out. They didn't think it was going to be as controversial as it was, right? So they thought they didn't think that this was going to be a a truly fifty fifty split decision. So they thought like they had, they they thought they were playing with house money, and right. it turns out they weren't. So, with that being said. Even though I understand that you, the plan has already been set in motion, these things take months and months of planning, so you can't just audible out of this shit. That being the first announcement, after the entire controversy of why the fuck are you doing this deal, wasn't a good look at all. And I say this as one of the biggest Sean Corey Carter fans that you will ever meet. Wasn't a good look. However, a couple things. One, well, we'll touch on this a little bit later. Twitter is the devil. And Twitter is the devil because Twitter robs people of its own context. So. Oh, the, they do it every time. The clip, the, the clip that was circulating around was Jay-Z discussing police brutality and, and um, saying that some of it came from being raised in a single-parent household and then you, always, you have some issues with authority because of that. A, that can be true and false at the same time. I was raised in a single-parent household. Do I have some problems with authority? Yes. Because, again, like, who the fuck are you? You ain't my daddy. I don't know that nigga. But that's not the reasoning for why African Americans get shot more of it and dealt with police brutality just, more than anything else. Okay. But the context that's missing is, A, he says the exact same thing right after that clip cuts off. He's like, but this is a dip- disproportionate thing, and we know that. And so that's why, and he says that in January at a reform justice summit sort of thing. So here's my thing, and I do agree with you. I think that when we take things within, see, that's the, the microwave generation that we live in. We, th- we want everything hot off the presses right, right now, and a lot of information that we're not getting. Like, there was a line in Players Club, and she said, Diamond said, I don't trust anybody else's information but my own. She was talking to a professor, and that, among other parts of that film, really stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. But I took that because, honestly, that applied every fucking where. I don't trust anybody else's information but my own. What I can seek for myself, I can do research and I can stand behind. And we have, I think research is a lost art. Where are you getting your information from? Where are you getting your, where, okay, if I have to argue this, what other facts do I have that support this? Where are my theories? Where, where is it? And I think a lot of times y'all think, oh, it's just Twitter. It's not that deep. But you're really putting out your real life opinion behind these bits and pieces without seeing the bigger the bigger or the whole story before you form an entire opinion. Which leads me to my next point. Mm-hmm. Now, Little Nas X is on the shop. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put a pin in it right there because the episode of the shop hasn't dropped yet. We're seeing clips. I want to uh, see it, the, it, 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 it did it, drop. It's, dro- it's on HBO now. It's, it's on, on HBO now, like right, right like, now. Like right, right now, which okay. is why I was able to add the, the context to that other clip. I'm gonna watch the episode before I give my two cents about that particular conversation. Mm-hmm. My knee jerk reaction for everybody before you hop in my inbox and mentions. So, I have not you. seen the episode yet. Right. Okay, this is my knee jerk reaction. It made me cringe because 
the history that Kevin Hart has had with the LBGT community, knowing that Little Nas X is in his 20s, and he just not he just came out. You don't know when he identified, and to be honest, it's nobody's fucking business. But I know, and then the fact that it's set in a barbershop. I want everybody to stop being ignorant about how wild the barbershop actually gets. I, as a woman with a short, tapered haircut, know the barbershop atmosphere when I, as a woman, walk in. I can only imagine the kind of conversations that are being had when my black ass gets up and leaves. I know that for a fact there are certain barbershops that I I stopped going to because I felt uncomfortable. And they didn't even know. They just knew that I'm a woman. I happen to look, be straight passing. So let me come in there. You know what I'm saying? Or I have a son. His father, I take kiddo to the majority of his haircut appointments, not his dad. So there are certain conversations that I've had to ask them to tone down for the 45 minutes my son was going to be in here because it was a little much. That's a little much for him right now. Let's stop pretending like the barbershop has always been a safe haven for everyone. It's not. And I get it. It's a specific environment for black men to get their shit off. Cool. But aren't gay black men allowed the same comfortability? So, as we talk about the barbershop, right, first and foremost, the shop versus the barbershop, two different things. The shop is a contrived TV show. Yes, I, that's not lost on me. And so, and so I think, so, but as far as the barbershop, and, like, we ain't got to spend too much time on it. I don't think we, I don't think most straight black men ever claimed it was a haven for anything. It's more so it's it's less a safe haven than a safe space. And it's more so like a round table discussion. Cause and where like discussions are had about whatever topic. You got the your conspiracy theory nigga. You got your sports watching nigga. You got your misogynist. You got, all I want to is talk about hoes. You you got every, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I get that. And I get that. And honestly, that's where you learn the I've had some very interesting and you know the story, some very interesting conversations in the barbershop. And there are certain things that I've taken away from it. And I know that there's the black men in the barbershop that I currently go to are the type of men that I know that will receive what I'm putting down and I'm able to learn and take from them as well. It's not always about agreeing and I'm not asking that every space that I enter be set up and designed for safety. That's not what I'm asking. You got to learn how to navigate spaces that aren't necessarily for you either. I get that, but I understand the difference between your traditional corner store barbershop and LeBron's production. I also understand that the kind of and the type of men that are having this conversation, the history and the controversies behind the men having this particular conversation with Nas X might not have been the best environment. But this, again, knee jerk reaction. I'm going to watch it for I have a informed opinion and we will talk about it next. Yeah. Week. And so so back to the interview. Right. Because because so a couple things, a couple things that kind of came out right when we're about when we're about to re- ready to record. First of all, most. Jay-Z. That whole partnership is donating $400,000 to a couple of charities in inner Chicago um, that are doing the work. Um, and these aren't just, like, your shell charities as far as, like, like people have checked them out. They're legitimately doing the work. They're not just one of those. Folks. I don't have a single doubt that Jay-Z's team is not doing their and, research. And so, and so with that, and so, and a couple things, a couple hot takes that I want to address. First and foremost, some of you niggers. Hardy are. Prepare Jay Lee to R fucking Kelly. 
And said, and it was like, and, and said it was like, well, because I always fuck with R. Kelly and Jay Z's music, but Robert Kelly and Sean Carter ain't shit. You got your fucking nerve comparing Jay Z in a, a decision that you are allowed to disagree with, but a decision that you disagree with versus a fucking child predator and a rapist. If you lost your fucking mind, it just lets me know that when it's convenient, niggas know what they're talking about and niggas don't. And, and that, like, honestly, we talk a lot about like. Like we just said, niggas will say whatever they feel like is going to get a reaction or retweets or attention or whatever you're looking for or likes or clicks or whatever. Dog, a lot of times out of 10, these niggas have no fucking clue and you're going to draw them hot ass, take ass comparisons with no forms of basis, no validity, no nothing. You just loud and wrong. But I'm at the point where I'm, I'm beyond arguing with dumbasses on the Internet. Absolutely. Listen, I, I, and I think I think this podcast actually. For Kurt, because I'm a debater by heart. I, I did speech and debate in high school and college. Like, I'm a debater in nature, which is why I had a discussion on what exactly gaslighting is. Because sometimes I'm like, yo, explain yourself. Like, like, and then I have to make sure I'm not gaslighting. However, we can this, touch on that too. This podcast has allowed me, I'm not going to waste my valuable content and my valuable thoughts on something that's not my platform. I have a nigga who literally said, Alex, is this off or on wax? On. I, I'm not a reporter, guys. <laughs> but if you tell me something interesting and I want to share it with my listeners, I'll credit my sources. But like, don't don't do that. But so that was the first wild ass take. I'm like, you have lost your also, fucking mind. Also, real quick, Jade is doing a seafood boil at the house after. If you want to come over, I have an, I wish I could. I have another fantasy. I can. I can. I have another fantasy draft at like nine thirty. Yikes. Um, and so even I, ooh, I'm mad. Uh, but and plus no falls on. Uh, Facts. Yeah, and so the second thing is like, and I'll pull up what this nigga said because I want to make sure I quote this nigga directly. You had a couple people in your mentions early this morning. I'm like, dog, we do pull up pop outs and stakeouts. Don't play with me. <laughs> we'll talk about that. This is, this is more so about like the uh, Jay Z thing. Someone said like, "Fuck his four hundred thousand. That's a tax write off." But thanks though, nigga. Have we gotten to the point where we just dismiss? A $400,000 dono- donation. You know what it is? Uh, people love to pocket watch and count other people's money. What and, and it just goes to show you that y'all have no idea. Like, listen, your $16 an hour job is not generational wealth, my guy. This is two totally different things. And that y'all don't know the difference between liquid and ca- liquid cash and, like, investments. Because I'm just like, yo. Because you could be worth $4 billion with investments and other types of shit and only have X amount liquid. So stop pocket watching. You don't know what you're talking about. And, and this is a, this is a, this is a Jay Z lyric. It's like niggas niggas always tell you how to do it, but they never did it. Yo, fuck that. Oh, it's just a tax write off. Well, nigga, you go donate four hundred thousand dollars, man. If it's if it's a tax write off, you go do the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like like please, I like and, to stay in my broke ass. And, and this is not. And, and and again, to for most to be clear, like uh, some of this, the Jay Z, not the best rollout. I wouldn't have started off like this. That's and, not how I would have kicked that off. But we have to be, criticism loses its credibility when it's not based on realism. Right. When you compare Jay-Z to R. Kelly because they're both quote-unquote ain't shit, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking When about. you say, oh, fuck this $400,000, that's just a tax write-off. Even if it is. Do you have four hundred thousand dollars again? Most charity donations are tax write off. Nigga, the little five dollars that you give out your paycheck every two weeks is a tax write off. If we're being honest, like like I said, I stopped arguing with fools on the internet a long time ago. Now there's some dialogue I'll engage in because like it's I actually like the content of the conversation. But excuse me, 
nine times out of ten, I'm having those conversations with people that I actually respect. So, or I numbers I have personally in case I do want to take this off the timeline. But yeah, or, or like I refer certain if I respect your opinion, or if you come at me with respect, we can have a little. Yeah, we can do but, that. But but the, the the little slot receiver build ass woman who will hop in my mentions. Cause oh, he's ready to slide, fam. Because first of all, and we'll, we'll we ain't got to touch too much on it because first. Of all, when Jordy says, when Jordy's bio says, not for everyone, well, no shit, Sherlock. Because you hop into random people's mentions and, point, and start arguments. Look at his bio. Bitch, look at yours. You called her Tiki Barber, and I fucking lost it, bro. Because she's, she's, first, she started trying to roast. Baby, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fat black man with glasses who grew, over, who grew up in public city schools. You think I don't know how to roast niggas? You got to know how to roast niggas before you got to know how to do your math. You ain't lying. Secondly, again, this was, if it'd be one thing if I was like throwing shade or if I was you like. You weren't. You were pretty respectful. I was like, I'm asking legitimate questions. I'm getting legitimate answers. I'm respecting people's so, opinion. And then your, then your old strong face ass want to jump off the top rope. Strong face. Want to jump off the top rope wow. and, 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 and hop in somewhere you don't belong. <laughs> Stop worrying about me. Worry about you. Ain't, why you ain't got no edges. Stop worrying about me. See, do better, Calvin. We're going to move right along before this goes there. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to be a better person. People aren't letting me. So, moving right along, Dave Chappelle dropped another special on Netflix, mm-hmm. and we we touched on the we we touched on the fact it was out last week, right? So, yeah, but did, mm, all right, I watched maybe ten minutes of it. I got into the L's, the T's, and his bit there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I'm gonna be completely honest, I thought it was funny. But I also understand that, A, Dave Chappelle's not my cup of tea. That's not my kind of comedy. Now, The Chappelle Show. Is your comedy. The Chappelle Show was probably the line I would draw for myself. I also was on Comedy Central. There were a lot of other shit that he couldn't get into. Like, that was very much so a censored that Dave was, Chappelle. And that, he even brought that into, his, into the show. He, he did. He, 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 he said, but like, it's like, even with that particular joke, I poked holes at that because I was like, okay, but here you are identifying, wanting to identify or poke fun at a community that you don't, uh, that you don't identify with. And so I think for me, it's like when you take protected groups, being black, LGBTQ, whatever, person of color, whatever, right? And you make certain cracks and certain jokes about this community, and your jokes have been. Um, how do I say this? Because some of the jokes just aren't jokes. And I don't want, yeah, James Chappelle is a comedian, but I don't want him being a comedian and practicing in his profession to give niggas the right to be violent or give niggas the license for violence. Oh, well, this was funny then, so why is this action therefore not funny too? And that's where the line for me has to be drawn. So I also know I'm not Dave Chappelle's target audience. I know your comedy is not for me. I know that you're going to trigger me. I know I'm not going to like this. I know I'm not. So like he said, why would you click on my face? He was talking to me because, bitch, I know. And so I girded my loins and I prepared for this shit. And I think more of it for me was like, okay, Alex, you're laughing because it is funny, but you're also cringing. So, bitch, how much more of this shit you actually going to sit through? I made it through a good 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, if that. I was like, all right, I know this isn't my content. I give people their things. I let people enjoy things. I know Dave Chappelle's not for me. Same way I know up until recent, Kevin Hart's not for me. I just, people can enjoy things, and I can also say what is and isn't for me. All right. So my opinions, because, again, 
I actually saw this show live. When, when he was in Dayton, he did his, uh, like, a tribute concert. This is before the shootings, after the tornado. Right. Which shows how wild Dayton, a year Dayton's <laughs> had. It was like, oh, no, this was for this one instead of that one. Um, but so he, so this was after the tornadoes. He kind of did a show, and this was the show. So when I watch, so I'm a little disappointed. I'm like, I already know all of these jokes. You know what I mean? Like, cause right. like I don't get that same ha ha. But where the person I'm with is fucking dying laughing, I'm just chuckling because I'm like, I remember this. First and most, y'all should have known what type of time it was when he started off with an Anthony Bourdain joke. Yo, he started his special on Anthony Bourdain. I knew. You should from like, that moment that that man this, had that man had oh, a fuck deficiency. Oh, we were going to go what there and bitch, I was it. Mm. And and so he so he starts off with an Andy Bourdain joke, mind you. Yeah, I, I laughed. I laughed because again, when Dave is on, he's on, and he set that shit up perfectly. But also, I think I hate how Twitter and the social media world have reduced his entire special to, oh, he's just making gay jokes for an hour, hour straight. Nah, he roasted everybody. He took it there. He talked, he talked about the opioid crisis. He talked about um, Anthony Bourdain. He did. He talked about LGBT community. He talked he about the heroin. He didn't go heroin. hard on Anthony Bourdain because he realized that the man lost his life to suicide. So let's... But, but, let's I'm not, I'm, but I'm saying we're talking about this other thing that he talked about besides the, L, the alphabet community as he refers to. And... And so that's the first thing. It's like we reduce it to like, oh, he just talked about the he just did gay jokes for an hour. No, he didn't. You, it was maybe a good fifty minutes of his show. And Not so, even. but secondly, it's and so I think it's a discussion that we have, and he even said it too, because he, he talked about it um in for the second for the second like question answer portion that you didn't see if you didn't get through the first one, Mm-mm. but he talked about <laughs> it um like because he was he was talking about like how he's practicing jokes for the set and there was a transgendered woman in the audience and he asked himself like should I you know should I like take these jokes out because she's in the audience she's laughing at everything or should I keep these jokes out and then he said like if I can't tell these jokes while she's in the audience maybe I shouldn't tell them at all and so with that he he then he's like you know what I'm gonna tell them and according to his story the trans, the transgendered woman, and I make sure I'm saying that right and mm-hmm. fair, laughed harder than everyone else at all of it, and so I think that was, and so it was like that's one of like the. But also for her, it's a, it's you a, know, like you know what you signed up for. You paid your money to come see a comedian who you know has been problematic for your community. But also, there are certain comedians that I find fucking hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a, I like problematic comedians because I think I was always taught that your intelligence, your sense of humor is an extension of your intelligence. And it's a comedian's job to toe that line. It's, it's their job to be gritty and edgy and thought-provoking in a way that's and, like, and, and, and observe society in a way with, that other people can't. Or don't. Or don't. And, and so, so that's, certain... that's, for me, I like comedians that are able to do that. One of my favorite comedians uh, up until recently was Paul Mooney. And it's like, bro, he, he told that line for me. And Paul Mooney's a different subject now, but. Yeah, completely different, completely different subject now. So, and I don't, I, I for personal reasons, I'm not going to touch on that because it's triggering for me, but. And so I think, I think, so I think for this, hey. 
We have to if you if we have to stop giving things that piss us off our attention. You can literally just keep on like again. You can literally mind your you business. You clicked on my face. Shutting the fuck up and minding your business is totally free. And it's always going to be free. Honestly, the majority of times that I mind my business, I find myself in better situations than had I just interjected myself. And so, if you know that Dave Chappelle ain't your cup of tea, or Kevin Hart's not your cup of tea, you could just not consume their content. Consuming their content with the entire idea of, oh, this is going to piss me off, makes zero sense in my world. Mm-hmm. Secondly, me personally, um, as far as like you know, protected classes, um, if if we start shielding protected classes, and I say this, and I say this one hundred percent, if we start shielding protected classes from being on the receiving end of jokes, no one's going to be able to tell jokes anymore besides the lowest of the low, because I mean, that means that we can't tell black jokes anymore. White comedians can't tell black jokes. Um, men can't tell jokes about women, and 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 if that and, and if and if that I don't I don't I don't agree with that. And the reason why I don't agree with that is this: is because like I just said, comedy is supposed to be gritty and edgy, and it's supposed to be thought provoking, and it's supposed to you know it's supposed to give you pause in a way, right? Right. But I think that there's a thin line between cracking a joke and then your joke being intentionally harmful or you as a comedian not understanding why and I think that why your joke can be harmful and not taking the accountability piece there which is where Kevin Hart lost me at because and for me you for you he never really apologized enough no nah, not for real because for it's one thing to apologize yeah, it, for, for me it was like you doubled down on it like okay you apologize then when it was brought back up as things tend to recirculate, and I hate, I hate cancel culture for that. I, I've never been a person who's like, this needs to be canceled. I, I don't believe in all that. I believe in atonement. I, I believe in growth. But w- not when you continue to double down on your ignorance, say you're not going to apologize, go on a complete apology tour, and then still stand on the same, still die on the same hill you just apologized for. My man's like, you can choose to not be so fucking dumb over and over again. Or... I think the issue with Kevin Hart's apology tour, he was straddling the fence. People would have respected it more if he just picked one side or the other. If he, if he, people would have respected it more if he just like, look, them shits was t- ten years ago. Like, I'm not that same person anymore. Get over it. Or you're being like, I'm sorry, I really apologize but for. You but know, you, you you started you trying to play both sides, me, and now neither side. But that's like, what I'm saying. Then you that's you went on all these talk shows to talk about how you've already atoned for this mistake, and niggas are like, where and how? Because atonement is like. It's the difference between actually being sorry and apologizing. Like, who are you doing this for? Because if you really genuinely cared about the community that you affected, you'd understand that, okay, your actions should would have been 10 years old, but, like, people are actually dying for your joke. You, you know what I'm saying, you incited violence against a homophobe, you know what I'm saying, if your child were to become gay or come out as gay. You know what I'm saying? And then on the opposite of receiving end of that, you've got your celebrity friends Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle Union, and excuse me, and Dwayne Wade, just they their child just came out, and you were friends with them. So you mean to tell them if if Dwayne's reaction to his son was with violence, that would be okay? And people like Alex, that's a reach, but it's not, especially because we just lost a young man this year to suicide for bullying because of gay jokes. There's real repercussions for jokes. 
people are dying. People are losing their lives behind just jokes. So I do believe in comedy. I do believe in towing that line. But I also believe in accountability and understanding the impact. Like, they, they do coexist. For instance, if I crack a joke, and because we know your favorite little shit talker, it's inevitable that I'm going to say something offensive. I'm aware of that. I don't go out of my way to intentionally offend anyone. But if it happens, I have to take accountability for that. I have to... And, you, and you can't... I think, okay. I, I can't tell you to not be offended at something. No. Right? And You can't you, tell me what offends me. Right. Like, I can't be like, all right, well, that's it. Why are you offended? I can't... I, I'm not allowed to ask... I'm not... Like, it's I'm, the way that yeah. you frame the question. Okay, let's get into it, right? Right, okay. So you posed the question today, and I actually really enjoyed some of the responses that you got. Because again, they were... Nine times out of ten, people were actively respectful, because, I, again, I was like, I'm really asking. Like, I'm not trying to... Because, you know what? A lot of folks don't understand what gaslighting is, and because it's happened in very magnitude, and like, in a magnitude and multitude of ways. Like, I've been... I've gaslit unintentionally like I didn't realize that I made you feel invalidated but there was one answer that you got and it was very much so like it feels like it's it, I've had physical reactions to being gaslit like I know that this happened I know that what I felt was real and you're telling me that this is not what it was are you sure like you don't get like questioning myself questioning my interaction knowing that this is what it was this is what I felt and this is what happened in in that moment, and then having you tell me that that's not what I meant, or that's not what I felt, like, no, and you know what's wrong, you can't place it, and it's hard, it's, it's been, I, yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened, it made me, it really made me, like, have to sit with myself, and I didn't realize what was happening until it was over, and I walked away from the conversation feeling sick, sick, and you're like, and so, okay, so uh, somebody explained to me where that term came from, and it came from a movie in, like, 1944 called Gaslight, mm -hmm. where this person kept, like, stealing this person's, like, think phone or something, and then kept, like, saying, like, why do you keep losing your phone, or, like, why do you keep losing your possessions, while we're actively stealing it, and that led that person to, like, go fucking insane, because they're like, I know I placed it here, where is it, type shit. And so, I appreciate everyone who took the time to actively answer to me. Because again, like I know I don't know all the answers and shit. You know what I mean? And so it and so it kind of I think what stood out to me was like when you're if you're feigning into like ignorance, like, what? Huh? That's crazy on some shit that you like for example someone explained it to me like if a white person questioned if racism existed, like, nigga, shut up. And cause like nigga what? Like don't blame me. And um, in that clip, that little Nas X clip, I do appreciate how little Nas X responded. That's not. The, I saw a second clip that kind of added a little context, but that first clip was like, "Nigga, come on now, like, 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 stop playing, like, you know." And so he wasn't. He didn't let them let, get get that off. If it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like feigning in ignorance, or it's like it's pretending that you don't know shit when you really know shit. And that okay, I was like, all right, cool, because. Uh, because a lot of times, and again, it's one of those things where I hate when Twitter learns a word or when 
society learns a word, but it doesn't learn like the actual definition. They just learn like or that. the context. The of context it. of it. Yeah. So so now, if I'm asking you to explain yourself because I'm legitimately confused, or we go back to an earlier point, if you're saying something and I'm asking like, where's your facts? Where's your theories? Where's where's the meat behind the statement? But see, you can't. T- and let's put a pause. Ha- yeah. But but let's put a pause right there. Because what we do know is that feelings aren't always logical. Sometimes I don't have a logical or a concrete reason as to why I feel the way I feel. Sometimes I just feel that shit. And there's validity in that as well. I think what, where we get caught up at is that, number one, sometimes explaining my feelings can become harmful. Because sometimes feelings just exist. They just fucking do. I can't, sometimes I can't tell you why I'm pissed off or why that triggered me. I haven't gotten that far yet. All I know is that I need I need to address this feeling before more damage is done. Right? Sometimes right, I don't right. sometimes I don't I don't have that explanation thing down packed. I can't find the words to tell you why your actions made me feel the way I do. I just need you to know that that current action you just did hurt my feelings and I need it to stop. I need you to understand that's a boundary for me. Asking somebody to explain their boundaries can be a very slippery slope if you're not invested into understanding the person and their totality. Oh, okay. that, that's the key, right? A couple things you talk about investing, invested. If I am invested in the answer, if for example, a couple times we're like being invested in the answer and the person are very different. Though, if I'm invested in like okay, say I stumbled into something that pissed you off, whatever I did, I didn't know. I I clearly didn't do it intentionally, but I do it, and all of a sudden a switch, right? And you're like, what the fuck? Or your 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 energy switches. And I'm like, yo, yo, what happened? Like, what, what did I do? Like, like, what happened? Like, and I'm asking, like, because I want to avoid. Again, maybe that's the that's the that's investing both the answer and the person. I want to like, okay, what did I do so I can not do that again? That happened to me recently. Well, I won't say recent. Where I was riding in the car with Shorty, mm-hmm. and the vibe was perfect. But the weekend, like a couple of days before, me and him got into it over something because I explained to him that he, he was wilding. And it pissed me off. And, of course, wilding on the timeline. Being extra. (laughs) And I had to explain why. I was like, you know what? That just pissed me off. Because you're wilding right now. So I decided not to spend time with him in that room like we were supposed to. So I ended up going to go see him the very next day. And... The vibe we were trying to get back to what we right. It's like it's like it's like were. being woken up from a dream, and you're like trying to hurry up and get back, go get back to sleep. Yeah, because that's like, where you want to. Yeah, but like I know he was still bothered by it. I know I was definitely still bothered, but I just I wanted to see you. So I, I think we were yeah we were in the car and like somebody called. He didn't answer, and then like she double called, mm-hmm. and he didn't answer got out of the car and immediately called her back and he before he disconnected his bluetooth like i heard like the you heard shorty's voice yeah so i'm like what was it about it it threw me off it threw me completely off so it's like so you don't answer her but the moment you hop out the car you can call her back like i'm not sitting here so and then i just i didn't say anything and i waited until like later and he was like, what? I felt like, because he asked me in the car, he was like, your energy's off. Like, something's wrong. And I was like, I, I said, I'm fine. Because I didn't, I knew that we were also mm-hmm. on our way somewhere. I knew that, like, it's not the time nor the place. Right. Right? So then, when I explained to him my sentiments behind it, he was like, oh, to be fair, like, I would have ignored her phone call, called her back later. Like, I didn't want to do that in front of you. 
but you do understand why that's awkward, right? Because of the because of who the person is. To me, in that particular space and time, yeah. And what the fuck we just went through, yeah. But he was just like, oh, well, you shouldn't throw away. I, I would have done that anyway. I would ignore the call anyway. I said, no. It looks crazy. It definitely looks fucking crazy. Because if I don't answer my phone for a nigga and he double calls me, I'm going to think something's wrong. So I'm going to answer the phone and let them know, like, hey, are you okay? I'm a little busy right now. It's respectful to you. And it's also respectful to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. It's respectful to the situation at hand. Not being felt or understood is not. I think people get it fucked up. You don't have to agree with me in order to understand. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree in order to understand. They they can't coexist, but like, it's not not a necessity for them to both exist. I don't agree with a lot of different shit, but understand why you made your decision. Yes, but that's also rooted in investment. If I give a fuck about you, the only way you can gaslight me is if I actually give a fuck about you. Because I was expecting you to at least hear me out. At least understand. At least try to. Not agree with me. You know, bro, I have a thousand hot takes. And I fly off the handle about a lot of different shit. Hell no, you're not going to agree with me. But you should be at least rooted and invested in understanding the person that you care about. And I mean, I'm speaking platonic and romantic. Right. And it's like, Again, gaslighting. And I think, so, some people, and if you feel offended by this, this is probably you. Anytime they get challenged on anything. Oh, you're gaslighting. No. No. It's that, that's why I had to ask for the question. I'm like, what is gaslighting? Because, like, I know we, we throw that out a lot. Valid and invalid. I need to know from a, a, a crowdsourced an opinion based off of the people who were pleasant enough and unpleasant enough to hop into my mentions today. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what is it? And so now I understand it. Some people are using it incorrectly because they're using it whenever they get challenged on anything. No. I think it's a sign <laughs> of care when somebody goes out of their way to understand you. Like, it's, a, it's actually like asking me questions for me is more or less like, I, you care. There's something about either you care about the topic or you care to further to understand me. Either way, I've got your attention enough for you to want to see me out, hear me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Like it's a when we talk about effort and communication, like you have to stop only listening for the things that interest you. And you have to stop listening in only to respond. Yeah. A lot of people listen only so they can formulate an actual response instead of listening to actually hear what another person is saying. We're all guilty of that. Yeah, I've definitely done that. Especially, like, if I genuinely... And I'm good for this. Because a lot of... Like, niggas talk just to talk. But I don't want to always hear what you have to say. But if, like I said, if I I care about you and I want to further understand you and I want to further grow whatever this is, thing, whatever, yeah, you got my attention. Period. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Something so interesting happened the other night, right? What's up? So, I ran into somebody I actually went to high school with. Blast from the past. And he was actually my almost prom date. <laughs> one, of these, one of these days, I'm going to tell you about my prom stories. It was wild. Continue prom on. was a wild time, especially because I was pregnant for one of them. But, um, no, so I ran into him, and we got to chopping the shit. It was actually a really good conversation. Ended up kicking it the whole nine bit, right? Right, right. So, he's 
texted me last night and I was like in and out of like I was in the middle of doing stuff for work and just whatever. So he actually ended up calling me because mm-hmm. I'm more of a talk on the phone girl. I know millennials hate me. But so he called me and we got into like a really good conversation. And before I he asked me something and before I could answer, he was like, When's the last time a man made you smile without like when's the last time a man went out of his way to make you smile? And I was like what type of dirty Mac bullshit <laughs> is that? That's straight from the Bryson Tiller, hey, lover, LL Cool J playbook. Joe ass nigga. And then, but oh, I, had I to... can't help but wait. Trey Fox had ass. But he was like, no, like, I don't know what made him ask me that. He's like, when's the last time a man went out of his way to make you smile? And I said, I didn't want to say this, but I was like, the orgasms count? Because if that's the case last week, but I mean that's acts of service. It is acts of service. Um, but I don't know. Like a genuine, like I just want to take you out and show you a really good time. Like there have been a couple times this summer, yeah. But like it's just I don't know. I don't know why that made me pause because I think he was speaking like more recently. Like, and it did end up ask like him being his way of like asking me on a date, which is cute. So I have a date with him you tomorrow. You old dirty macking ass <laughs> nigga. You know you a dirty mac. Well, you just dirty mac on the niggas. You don't even know. You just throwing a wide net and just hoping it hit. Or like, I don't know how much he's been paying attention, but like guessing my favorite flower. Cause I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Or like remembering little shit from high school, like mm-hmm. who I was then. And he was like, oh, no, you're not that Alex anymore. And I'm like, nigga, we haven't spoken in years. Why would you assume that, number one? Number two, it was cute how you knew. But, like, I don't know. Like, it was just interesting. It was just not not saying we know where my head is at relationship-wise. So, but I was like, that was that was, that was was creative, my nigga. Like, ten points. <laughs> ten points for Gryffindor. <laughs> yes. It was creative. When's the last time a man made you smile? So then I want to ask the question, friend. When's the last time a woman put a smile on your face? Orgasms excluded, please. I don't need to know that. <laughs> um, last time someone made it, put a smile on my face, um, a couple weeks ago, I would say. What they do? Um, it was a words of encouragement. Okay, so we talk about love languages. Yes. My love, one of my love languages is words of encouragement. Like it's it's like tie for top one. Mm-hmm. I need to know you fuck with me, and so I was I was I had a down a couple of days, right? Like I had some got some bad news, whatever, whatever. And um Shorty hit me with the like this like this message, like it was part comforting, part like snap out of it, nigga, part like get you, you know what I'm saying? Like just in the yeah. way she worded it, I was like, you know what? I needed that. Now now I did have someone um earlier in this summer. This is not this is not what made me smile. Actually it some of it actually kind of annoyed me. You ever had somebody like I'm asleep, and we're sleeping in the same bed. I'm asleep, and she just taps my shoulder, like, to wake me up, like, I'm horny. And I'm like, ma'am, nigga, what? <laughs> like, the way she did it was, a, it was it was the most unsexy shit ever to me. Because it was just like, it wasn't no, like, seductive way of asking about it. It wasn't no, like, finesse to it. It was just like, 
Dick me, please. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, bitch, this is not a fucking Wendy's. <laughs> like, bitch, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. Like, I'm asleep right now for a reason. Like, I'm honestly, tired. I've had a long day. Honestly, like, if I'm being all the way, like, real, real, I don't like being woken up. Don't. Ugh. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the way an ex of mine used to wake me up. I hate being woken up. I fucking hate it. So, waking me up for sex is like, first of all, you're talking about sandpaper. I don't know. What what are you finna do? You're gonna have to spit start the pussy. Because I, nigga, whoa. Doing a lot. So. Doing, doing the most. The most. So, no. The when I think about it, there is two things made me smile. I I don't know how I'm here, but I am searching for a job. Again, <laughs> I don't like I I like what I do. I don't like who I do it for, and I'm I'm refusing to spend more time at a place that I know I don't like. I know I don't like it here. I don't fit into your culture that you're trying to build and cultivate. And I don't. I'm not saying the world has to be built up around me. I know how to move in a room full of vultures, but like I don't. I'm tired of entering workspaces that I'm deliberately made to feel uncomfortable. Like I walk in and I just the energy is like whoosh. The life feels sucked out of me. I don't feel like I can. There's okay, so there's self and then there's office self. I can't right. even bring office self to this office. Like I'm just not. I'm not meshing, mixing with the culture. I didn't already have to put a white woman and a black woman in their place this week. At the same damn time. I'm At tired. the same damn. I'm sorry. I'm tired. And so, anyway, you got the really defensive white woman, so I'm scared to talk to her. And then you got the overly familiar black girl, and I just really we don't ain't listen. Like I already it. we already listen off wax. I remember a story about the overly familiar black girl, and Shorty has lost her fucking marbles. Her goddamn marbles. And I actually had like the Molly sit down with her today from Insecure when she was the summer associate. She mm-hmm. said, "You know the girl cried, beloved, beloved she, cried. She." burst into tears the other black burst into fucking tears and the only thing that i said to her was like and because baby girl is young yeah and so i was like i i want less i want i want less and the only reason why i want less is because like it's not professional and i know that like this is probably your first big girl job but i want you to be successful in your big girl job I want you to take this opportunity and grow from it. I know who I was with my first big girl job. So I was not the most professional thing in the world, but I know that I could be. Sweetheart. And I'm like, damn it. I'm falling into this mentorship role and I don't want it. And I don't want it because that's not where my focus and my head is at right now. You, how are you going to mentor somebody at a job you don't like? How am I going to mentor somebody at a job I don't like and we're at the same level, technically? I don't want to do that with you. I don't have anything to pour into you right now. So I just told her, and I didn't give her career advice. I gave her, this is how you navigate with Alex successfully advice. Because sis, stop touching my shit. Stop putting your hands on me. Stop jumping in my face. I don't like it. And I'm having this conversation one-on-one because the next time that we have it, it'll be sitting in front of HR or whoever the fuck is in charge. I'm trying not to go there. Give me space. Anyway. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's all on that. What else we got? What is the difference between asking for help and asking for asking? What did you mean by that? Um, I think. Uh, let me pull up. Let me pull up what I sent to you. 
because that might be, we might have already touched on that, actually. Um, oh, but we touched on that with the, with the, with the, with the gaslighting conversation. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we touched on that because, again, I'm asking for help. I'm asking for legitimate help, and then people jump stupid on the internet because it's the internet. So, we, we touched on that. That shit is, uh, anyway. So, do you want to get back to your first world problem, friend? Yes, we do. My first world problem is called being responsible. That means responsibly broke as shit. So, it hit, it hit home this weekend where I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's Ooh. weird. That's weird. Excuse you. Right. Sir. Man, this phone's acting Sir. crazy. I ain't even, it's on silent too. That's a crazy Sir. phone. Sir. <laughs> silent. Your fantasy draft should have been up like an hour ago. No, it's not. It's 15 rounds. And also, it's also wild the fact that they just did that shit. Anyway. Oh, the fucking sport. Anyway, so responsible broke. Responsible broke is when I'm responsibly broke, which means I have enough money to pay my bills, but I do not have enough money to do all the shit that I want to do. So, for example, I'm at this wedding. Beautiful wedding. Niggas hit me up like one of my sands. Uh, shout out to Jabril. Is like, when so when you gonna come to Chicago, man? And I'm like, I'd love to. Look for my account, but but we ain't gonna make it. Or like thinking about like the money I want to save to like kind of bring this podcast to a new level. I'm like, huh, where's that gonna come from? Or like, you know, I want nice shit. You know, I like nice things. So all of those things, it's like, where the fuck is this money gonna come from? Because there's a bag I want for Christmas. It's like twenty five hundred. But I also want to furnish my apartment. <laughs> and it's like, where's all this money? And so that's my first world problem. Because, like, when I say I'm broke, I don't mean in the sense of, like, I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. I am blessed in that, in that measure. I say I'm broke when I'm like, okay, um, you have X amount of money, and you could do three things with it, but you can only pick one of these things to actually do it. I'm 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 the broke where it's like, okay, the fact that this rent was due after a holiday weekend is anti-black. Feels racist. It feels racist as hell. So I'm like, the nerve of you to be due right after Labor Day weekend. Fucking raggedy ass. And just, that's my first real problem of the week. It's like, being responsible broke. It's like, okay, I have all of these things I want to do. And the money's like, where are we going to do this? <laughs> I have a first world problem. And it's actually, when I say very, like, self-inflicted, my first world problem is that Kiddo came to me um, actually earlier this week and said, it's only Wednesday. So he came to me last night and said he wants to live with his father. Oh. Oh. I've never parented Kiddo with, like, ego. I've never done that. Like, I've always been the what works, what makes my son, what sets him up for the most successful situation, right? Right. And I'm the type of parent to say shit. Sometimes that most successful situation is going to require multiple people. It requires a village. It's going to require more than myself. And so I asked him, I said, why, why do you want to do that? He said, well, my brothers are there. Right. And right. his friends, like, his friends are still in Forest Park. I'm not in Forest Park anymore. And he's like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't want to move. So I talked to his dad this morning, actually. And I was like, you know, your kid came to me and said that he wants to, uh, 
He wants to move. He, he wants to move in with you. He's like, yeah, he talked to me about it. I said, so you weren't going to say Anyway, he said, he told me that he wanted kiddo to come to me. Which right. was smart, because if he would have came to me, I'd have spazzed. Not going to lie. Yeah, it's like, wait, wait, wait. I'd have probably lost. Wait a minute. So, and I, I wanted to make sure it was genuine and all these other things. So, we're going to try it. You have a fiscal, a whole school year. And so, he's going to spend the school year with dad, the summer with me, and see how it works. And which is like. It's crazy how that's such a long time and such a short amount of time at the same time. Yeah, but, like, it, when I say the school year with dad, summer with me, it's not like I don't see my still see my kid every right. week, you know, every day, every week. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people get that mixed up. And I think a lot of times because we're used to seeing, like, single parent, uh, single parent households in a very, like, mother has full time with right. the kid, dad on the weekends and summers. For this to be flipped is, like, very different. But like I said, I've always parented with the what works. What works? If this works and there's not a miss on the development of my child, the full-rounded, well-rounded development of my child, there's no misses or skips here, I'll rock with it. But the moment there's a slip or a miss and it's because of his current household outside of a transition period, then I'm going to lose my shit. And we'll, we'll go back to the way things were immediately. But I'm I'm going to try it. We'll see. He's at that age where he can speak for himself and he can start advocating for himself. And I'm glad that I taught him how to do that. But now he's like using it his his against me. He's using his skills against me, and it's like, and for me as a parent, it's an ego check. Like, all right, are we doing this just to look like super mom? Or are we doing this because this is the well being of your child? And also, I don't have anything to prove to niggas at all. At all, we know what I do to provide for my kids, so that's that. That's that on that. And I will say that which you talk about like all the all the men in your life learning learning the work. Yeah, he does. Oh my fucking god! I am tired of you niggas telling me no. Stop asking us shit that we can say no to. Everything. Because you and Jay love love pulling this on me. I'm like, but still, no. I am tired of you niggas knowing y'all fucking worth. I am so fed up. Bro, who gave y'all what male empowerment gala was had that I didn't know shit about? Because I would have sabotaged the shit like Mojo Jojo. Like, I really just want y'all, like, go back, put it back. Nope. <laughs> I want to go back to objectifying niggas in peace. Fuck you. No. No, 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 no. I'm annoyed. And here's what. Good. good. I'm annoyed. Because we. You niggas learned words and your words and y'all are using it against me. Yep. Sure the fuck am. You know why? Why? Because. Because we are using this because y'all fumbled the bag. And here's why y'all tricked off the dope. How did we do that? Y'all tricked off the dope because we are perfectly okay being objectified, being minimalized, being marginalized, as long as a few things that we asked for were taken care of. And I'm not speaking this to you because you done bought 2K for a nigga that you don't even like. So this is not, this is not necessarily meant for your ears. But the niggas ask for very few material things. 
buy me a $60 video game, which, again, if we're doing the math here, that's about maybe a nail appointment, depending on what you get, maybe even half a nail appointment if you go all out with it. It would be half. Um, or one wax. One wax. If we're asking for equivalent of one wax, and some of, and some of you women are turning your noses up. My wax costs about sixty dollars, sixty sixty five. Yeah. Again, like put it like this: the things, the 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 material things that are being asked for compared to the material things we ask for, math ain't mathing. That's where y'all first fucked up. Secondly, some again, if 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 you find a nigga who likes the sports. He may ask for a Saturday and or Sunday afternoon to watch the games. That's at most four hours over a two-day stretch to watch the games. Not not that in the grand scheme of a seven-day, twenty-four-hour a week schedule, that ain't that ain't much time he's asking for his time. But see. Okay, because it's, you're talking to me and I can't, I'm not going to speak for women because I do believe that there are certain things that like I, I personally think we're being ridiculous about. Like a $60 game. Number one, kings, since y'all know y'all worth, stop talking to broke ass women. Stop talking to women who think $60 is tricking off. Like stop dating women who are not interested in reciprocating the energy that you give to them. Stop doing that shit. Start dating women who actually like you. Exactly. However, not me. <laughs> you too, nigga. I don't count. Yes, you do. Leave me alone. <laughs> yes, you do. You are you are swept up. We are throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Fuck it. At this point. So, but no, but in all seriousness. Like, in all seriousness. I, I am glad that niggas are finally understanding that, like, there are... Just because she pretty don't mean she like you. And a lot of times, like, bro, I, I got niggas that, like, I'm like a cat. I rub up against you when I want attention. And then for the majority of my life, leave me alone. And leave you, me alone. And so, and if and if you know your worth, and you ain't looking for a cat, you're looking for somebody who who doesn't just come around when they want some shit. You start you start Heismaning that person out your life. Like, no nigga, don't come, don't come here just, just when you want some shit, or just when you lonely, or just when you just when the nigga that you actually like curved you. No, fuck out of here. Get out, get my face. Or, hey. You expect me to buy these nice dinners all the time because you, you, you're apparently too good for an ice cream date at any point. Okay, I think, but see, ugh, we talk about this shit so often that, like, I'm actually tired of hearing myself say it. Dog. Stop fucking with people who don't like you. A, B, a date does not have to be complicated. But at the same time, I'm not going to be, I, I tweeted about it, actually. Is this a date, Twitter? Well, have you out here really thinking that low maintenance equates desirability? No. Settling is what the fuck you're doing, and it's bad for you. But again, but it's hear not me out. If... Hear me out. If I like you, right? Right. And I want substantial time with you. I don't. I think the point is, I don't. I don't really care what we do together. Do I want to be asked out formally? Yes. I do believe in formalities. I do believe in titles. I do believe because formality and titles draw boundaries. They set the precedence for what the fuck is going on. I don't believe in just, oh, we just vibe. Yeah, but it, to what capacity? Because I could vibe with a car. I could really, really like this Mercedes Benz, but bitch, if I don't have the title, that's not mine. See, see we also bastardized and the, the whole a bond's worth more than a title thing because it was originally meant like, look, I could call you my girlfriend, but if we hate each other, it means nothing. I agree with that. That's what that's what the original thing was like. Look, I got 
I have to fuck with you. And then the title comes into play. I could call you my girlfriend, but we haven't spoken. We haven't had sex in six months. We have we we don't talk to each other, but you're my girlfriend. That don't mean shit. I don't want no. I don't want to be tolerated. And right. that's why there's certain and spaces and people I don't deal with because I feel like I'm around you and you're tolerating me. I don't want to be tolerated. I want to be around people I actually like. And that's what the original of Bond's worth more than a title thing. The same reason we bastardized the, the Bible quote, um, he who finds a woman finds a good thing. That some the the bird Twitter <laughs> twisted bit isn't I'm not sh- I'm not shooting my shots. I'm not courting no nigga. I'm not chasing that no, he's supposed to chase me. No. Um, he's not. No one's supposed to chase anyone. There's also a Bible quote about submission, but I won't go. I, the same woman who read that Bible quote completely, completely missed it. But again, there. <laughs> I think again because people cherry pick the Bible a lot. People cherry pick everything, but especially every the fucking Bible. thing, but especially the Bible that like y'all pick and choose what's val- what holds validity to you, and it's like nah, like for niggas I actually like, I give them the world. Because there's not a know. there's not a man that I've ever dated in a serious manner that can never say Alex did not show me love, in ways that look like love to me. Like bro, okay, you love you some two K. I'll go give you two K. It does it's not. I'm. I also don't do things that gonna cause me extra strife, stress, and a headache. I'm not gonna do that. I don't. If I go, but I do believe in going out of my way, but not if it's going to be at a, my peril or an extreme inconvenience for me. And, and, Start and dating buying, people you actually and, like. And if buying a sixty dollar video game is going to be causing you extreme emotional distress and peril, maybe you should reevaluate yourself. Or stop dating broke ass women, because I guarantee I'm not dating or courting a man. Who and not that I would ask when I get my nails done or like a man decides to go out his way for my grooming task or habits, he's volunteered to do that. Like I told you guys, I dated a man and like I mentioned the minor inconveniences in my life and he just he did it for me. Like that's the man held chicken wings for you. He's a good guy. That's a great man. I think I'm gonna call him. Nope. I haven't talked to him in a while to be honest. But like I just you see what happens. You hold your whole chicken wings for a shorty. She ghosts you. <laughs> no, but the, oh my God. The last time I hit up shorty, he talked about like, oh, I just want to cuddle. And you was pissed. <laughs> Again, I felt the same way because like shorty literally, shorty like going to tap on me like I'm horny. And I'm not right now. I like I came over here to get my cheeks clapped to infinity dust. And you want to cuddle? All right, so she, we did cuddle. It was sweet. It was really sweet. But I was like, that's that's not what I came here and for. That's literally that's what Shorty pulled on me. She literally tapped me. It was like I'm horny, and I'm like, fam, I'm a you woke me up by my sleep. B, I'm not right now. Like, I'm on gummy worm right now. What the fuck you gonna do with this shit? We stand a consenting king. <laughs> like, feel me? Like, what you gonna do? Like. And so, and y'all really started treating us like me. And I, we started we started doing the math and the equations, and it was like, wait a minute, wait one goddamn minute. But all right, what's what else? What else we got on this air topic? Actually, it's time for the question of the day. Oh, here we go. So I'll nine. Let you, I'll let you get your shit off. Go ahead. I'm 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 gonna go check my fancy four, rosters. I'm gonna let you get your shit off. Eight, one, B day. Today, if you don't fucking know, and I don't know how the fuck you don't know, today is my queen, our queen, the one, the greatest entertainer of our generation, 
y'all compare y'all faves, but she's top two and she ain't number two. And I don't know how many times she has to remind you hoes what fucking time it is. Today is Beyonce, Giselle Knows Carter's 38th birthday. And I personally, as a chairwoman of the Cincinnati chapter of the Beehive, want to wish our queen a very, very happy birthday. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your continued contributions to this earth. Huh. I can go on. I know you can. Well, we're going to cut me off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. So the question of a day. Um, this was clearly an alley produced question of a day. Clearly. Um, was in honor of B-Day. What is your favorite Beyonce song? So. First and foremost, you niggers can't follow directions. I asked for one. To Whatever. Make it, there is not just A. There's not just A1. That's a point to make it hard. You niggas listed whole albums and playlists. I wanted one because if, if, if it's too easy to list off, oh, your favorites. I know if chips are down at the table, someone puts a gun to your head and says, what's your favorite Beyonce song? And, if you only, if you, and you better say only one, I'm going to shoot you in the face. What is it? I'm a dead bitch. You you a dead chick if you have to drink medicine. You a dead chick <laughs> if you have to name more than one Beyonce. You you a dying motherfucker. I'm a dead ass bitch. I can't. I don't. We're gonna get there. All right. So, lipstick and locks said B Day is her favorite album if she has to choose. Corby Corb said Independent Woman Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a bird, bro. Underscore shoot. So out your league, resentment live. Now Beyonce gets real petty during them ad libs. I hope she was attractive. Squint eyes, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Oh, um, man. Kimmy oh. So Royal said all of them. Again, not following directions, ass Orgasm, niggas. Orgasm, all of them. Not following directions, ass niggas. Kelly two times easily all, but smash into you is top fifteen. So I give her that. At least she tried something. Shit. J underscore Anissa said green light. DJ Burns said one plus one or party. Not following directions, ass niggas. <laughs> Little Dragon Sky said satellites. Triste Cat831 said her favorite album was B Day or Lemonade. Her favorite song was Ring the Alarm. One of my, one of my homies said Ring the Alarm too, and he was a nigga. I was like, how many of these women dedicated this song to you, bro? I'm not even going to hold you. Ring the alarm. All right. The most triggering thing First I've... First of all, that beat on ring the alarm is hard. Crazy. The most triggering thing I've ever done to myself was play ring the alarm, I care, and don't hurt yourself back to back. Had you ready to cuss somebody the fuck out. All right. So, little tip. Uh, we'll get to you. But little tidbit. When I'm in the car and I've had a really fucked up day, and I mean, like, I, I am at peak frustration, I blast I care on the ride home, back to back. And I scream it at the top of my lungs. And I know that I'm pretty, I'm sure somebody has rolled past me in traffic. Like, what is that? Like, shorty, fucking. But, like, I feel better by the time I get home. I feel better. Sometimes you just need to scream. Or that, or, like, Janet Joplin's, uh, shoot, Janet Joplin. Janet Jackson's? Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson scream, back to back. But yeah, the most triggering thing I've ever done is play Ring the Alarm, I Care, and Don't Hurt Yourself Back. Ooh, what the fuck was I thinking? And I got out of my car steaming. 
ready to beat that nigga's ass. Yeah. Alright, so here my you got you listed off everybody? I did. Alright. My followers, um, Alexis underscore Pinnell says Rocket. You nasty. You nasty. Uh Sweetly Lilith says Sweet Dreams. I remember when Wayne remixed it for No Ceilings and went the fuck. That's all you anyway. Niggas favorite the Beyonce songs are me, myself, and I and fucking kitty cats. And Sweet Dreams is an honorable mention. And probably upgrade you. Upgrade you up here. Because she was talking love on top. shit. Niggas do love love on top. Niggas love love on top. No, according to my Twitter mentions, niggas love dance for you too. Niggas trying to get twerked on and lap dance to dance for you. Honestly, I miss having to put on the whole trench coat heels combo for a nigga. Right. I, I mean, miss being able to do that. You miss liking niggas. That's what it is. I do miss actually liking a nigga. And what's crazy is that there is one in particular I actually do like. I like I like him like him. But A, I know the feelings aren't reciprocated. And B, I know I'm not ready to like you the way like I, I'm I'm not going to I'm also not investing in niggas who don't like me back. So there's that. Alright, so um hair Jordan ninety three underscore says I care. Yes. Um K Jazz one twelve seven ninety two Naughty Girl Blow Me Myself and I. You non-following directions, ass nigga. Um, go home. Roger says blow. Uh, I bet. Oh, I'm pretty. The video for blow is fire. Um, oh, I'm pretty cool. Grown woman, but she has so many bangers. She does. Women was singing grown woman while not being a grown woman. At all. Man, you can't <laughs> sing grown woman if your mama still book your doctor's appointments. Bitch, don't talk to me. <laughs> First of all, I'm 28 years old. I don't live with my my parents, and they still book my doctor's appointments. They booked the one I got tomorrow. Sure did. Sure did. That's what also, you, you also don't take medicine like a child. Anyway. No, I was raised Jamaican. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't. Um, Bob Kitten 101 says check on it. I can fuck with that. Bond underscore Bond 2016. Can't name just one. One plus one. Rocket. The entire homecoming album. Actually. Brown skin girl. Again, you non directions ass people. We... I'm going to get into Beyonce's discography here in a moment, but I'm going to let you continue. Uh, K underscore Nicole, partition. Um, Picasso. Nasty. Mm, Picasso underscore AF, ring the alarm. <laughs> Y'all angry, angry. But and I this feel is a dude. Like, I'm like, how many women have, like... Oh, when I play ring the alarm, there's one particular ex that I think about. One. And that's the ex that, like, before Alex knew God and growth, I fucked up his car. I fucked that bitch clean up. Sure did. Mm. J underscore Anissa says, don't hurt yourself. Um, she cheated, by the way. She, put, she did. Yeah. She did. You, you, you ain't tricky, slick. bitch. You ain't slick. We see you. Uh, Petty and Pretty 07 says, me, myself, and I. Um, Michaela Tanay says, me, myself, and I. Ego, resentment, irreplaceable. Again, not following directions. Um, Starter Millennial says, signs featuring Missy Elliott. Woo! If you know, you know, bro. Hey. Hey, um, Pix Not Taken says he, again, he ain't followed Royce Lever. He said, dance for you, because I'm trying to get a lap dance. Halo, because I'm still trying to get that kind of love. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, oh shit, I lied. Because, yeah, shout out to Bryson. Bryson23 said Halo. He did say Halo too. And then Trapping. We, <laughs> I'm not saying your full name on air, sir. But he said Yonsei Partition. My good sis slid in. They did. Um, and uh, Stacy, Stacy, I ain't telling, I ain't telling, I ain't saying your full government on here. She says dangerously in love. Um, 
what is your top three? Since apparently you're not going to give me one. You're not going to follow directions. And I know I should have thought about this because a bitch knew that. I, you know what? It's easier for you to go. Because you don't listen. It's easier for you to go. All right. If I had to, if I had to say off top, I would say be with you. You know what? That's a, Yeah, she slid on that. Like that, like be with you is hard. I um honorable mentions go to. Uh, honestly, honorable mentions go to countdown. So because this is my queen and I'm able to do this, I'm gonna pick my favorite song off each album. God damn it! <laughs> ah, shit, sorry. Now we're even. <laughs> <laughs> now we are even. Um, so off of. Dangerously in love. I have to give it to Speechless. If you've never climaxed to Speechless, what are you doing and why are you doing it? Because you're wasting your time. That the last like chord of speech. If you haven't had an or, yeah, talk to them, talk to them nicely. Okay. On B day. On B day. See, there were a couple. Okay. And B day was like, so B day is ring the alarm. If I ha- if I have to pick just one, it would have to be resentment, and then ring the alarm would be like honorable mention. All right, again, you and your bitter back. A little bit, a a little, a little bit. I am Sasha Fierce, and this is the only time I'm ever gonna mention this album. I'm sorry, Queen. Um, because it got sang to me, so it has like <laughs> sentimental value. Um, it would be Halo. And then if I were a boy, but that's also an album we gonna talk about. <laughs> hey, so, uh, every every one of your faves has a has a I am Sasha Fierce. Wait, every 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 fa- standum fave whatever has that one project that we just don't mention. For 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 Hove, <laughs> uh, we don't we don't we don't talk about Kingdom Come. We don't talk we don't talk about Kingdom Come. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't really, really, really talk about Blueprint 3. Either, so 4 is a little harder for me because it's actually a toss-up for my favorite album between 4 and Self-Titled. So 4 has a lot of other records on there that, like, just, they hit. Like, they, they just hit. So in order, I miss you. It just, it just, I miss you is never not relevant for me. So, Out here missing people and shit. You know, it's it really actually does suck. I really actually rather not miss you, but I care. And one plus one. Now one plus one is sentimental because me and my line sister. Like I sang that to her when we crossed. So yeah, the four. That's four. Self titled. Yes. Uh, what's actually what's your favorite Beyonce album? Um, if I had. We know it's not lemonade. <laughs> we know it's not lemonade. Listen, I speak for all the African American men um that are listening and are not listening. That cuz that summer N- woo nigga, y'all were on our necks and it was not fun to be a black man in America when lemonade dropped. I take that back. Self-titled is probably my favorite Beyoncé album. It's not fun like you would have thought we all cheated. Nigga, I I got pressed over Women, I'm single. I'm like, yeah. So, so my favorite, I would say, <clears throat> I think I'm going self-titled because I think that's when Beyonce went became Beyonce. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like she said it herself, change the game with the digital drop. Like she changed. Like now everyone's doing that. And not only that, every, like she was one. Of I remember them. getting a tweet saying Beyonce was dropping an album. It's actually by Stephanie. She tweeted me and she's like, "Bitch, Beyonce's dropping." And I got up at eleven ten minutes to midnight and I waited for that album to drop. And you know why I remember this? Because it was um it was right after the season finale of Scandal. Yes. And and that season finale had everybody already shook. And then um, I think the Beehive over in New Zealand or one of them countries that, you know, got the time difference, like, sent a screenshot like, yo, Beyonce, like, Beyonce is, like, live in, like, New Zealand. And everyone was, like, everyone was, like memes of, like, Olivia Pope and, like, before we all hated Olivia Pope <laughs> for being a white man's whore. Um, <laughs> Relax and watch out. Olivia Pope's my baby, but she, Carrie Washington's Never my mind. baby. Never mind. This ain't about that. But it was like the tag team off. It was like like Olivia Pope was like his hand of the queen was ready, and she changed the game with that. Um, now everyone's doing. Now we've got to the point where we don't even really do physical copies of CDs like that anymore. She dropped on a fr- she dropped like Thursday night, heading to Friday. Now that's the standard day. People have people all after her have tried to do surprise albums. The only one that's even worked to the same stratosphere was Drake dropping um if you're reading this too late. Yes. Everyone else is like, all right, nigga, you're not Beyonce. You need you need a marketing run. Beyonce did. You need promo. Beyonce has proved that she doesn't need marketing. Like Beyonce and, Parkwood is her marketing. She don't need you. And it's like, nigga, you need promo. You not Beyonce. You need to promo your album. You need to go on them damn radio interviews. Beyonce sends out a tweet like, oh yeah. And niggas like and I think I gotta appreciate <laughs> I can appreciate how much, and this is gonna sound real disrespectful, but I don't mean it like this. How much he has a beehive on, in check. Like, niggas have a Beyonce savings account. Like, because you like. I too am niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas have a Beyonce concert fund where you don't even know. She ain't announced not nary a single tour date for whatever, but you know, just in case. Oh, yeah. Niggas have created seven. Only thing y'all won't do is pay for titles, but niggas will create seven different <laughs> email addresses. I ain't giving you titles, sis. I have like four streaming apps. I listen, and title ain't even yours. It's husband's in my head. They own it together. That's cute. Anyway, so off of self-titled, because it's my favorite album, it's hard. It's real, real hard. But it's gonna somewhere between Rockets, Heaven, and Superpower. For my, it's definitely Rockets. And if and, and and for for the DJs, uh, the the Burns band camps who mix Rocket with Untitled, how does it feel? Yes. Yes. Good money. Good money. Actually, Bandcamp. If this ever gets to Bandcamp's ears, if we're we would like a cuffing season. This nigga got too famous for. Oh yeah, he's too. Oh yeah, he's too Hollywood. Cause listen, I mean, we remember when the cuffing seasons came out on Valentine's Day. Nigga, the whole nigga, you know how many? Never mind. I ain't gonna get to tell more. A lot of my business, Please. but you have soundtracked a lot of 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 of. of I of, got a story to tell you off wax. You got, you soundtracked <laughs> a lot of things. I have a story to tell you off wax. With, with them conferences and series, nigga, you've soundtracked a lot. <laughs> sure have. So lemonade, which is the album Calvin refuses to talk about. Mm, nope. <laughs> He's in here triggered, y'all. Yep, I'm good. I am good. Don't hurt yourself. I don't hurt yourself in love drought, and of course all night. But yeah, for sure. Um, lemonade for me. I think people forget lemonade is the period of forgiveness. 
right? Like we forget that there's forgiveness at the we end. We forget of that there's sandcastles and there's like like the niggas literally kissing her feet in the video. Like we forget that this album chronicles heartbreak and redemption, which is where Lemonade came from. So let's not forget like this album is about forgiveness, but don't hurt yourself hits and it's going to continue to hit. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna play it in the car. Um, Homecoming. Does that count? It doesn't, but I'm going there anyway. Um, because the say my name in that would be like the say, but the say my name in that is actually a Timbaland remix. Of, I know, oh, yeah, I know, because shout out to Shawnee for getting me hip. They played a Timbaland remix at the um Indiana yeah. Indianapolis uh skate clubs or whatever out mm-hmm. there. Crazy. So yes, I know it's a Timberland remix, but it's still fire. And an honorable mention, I have to get it to party because that cadence was crazy. Yeah, I, I, I was hip. I was like, okay, remix. Because again, the remix, again, stat, stat, recipe status major. Yeah, so I loved it. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I, it's hard being a Beyonce fan because we get a lot of shit. Because we're Deservedly so. No. Some of her fans do are a lot, but I'm going to say the younger Beehive fans. Nah, some of y'all was old as shit. No. Y'all bullied the hell out of that Warriors owner's wife. No, that was, no, if you look, that was younger fans. If you look, that was younger fans. I'm too grown to be on the internet trolling a billionaire. I, I'm too grown for that. I'm also too broke for that. I actually need to be at work. Some Listen. The Beehive is the Mafia, the FBI, the CIA, B613, M- MS13, the Bloods, and the Crips all in one yellow and black covered package. <laughs> Leave us I will go to war with the Crips before I go to war with the Beehive. <laughs> At least I, with the Crips, I may have a chance if I get some Bloods on my side. You get the Beehive against you, you just got to delete everything. Y'all, y'all, y'all made the Warriors' wife delete her Twitter. Why is Car- this about? Carrie Car- 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 Hilson ain't having a hit since. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else? Y'all just deleted from existence. I'm annoyed with you because uh, when it was Sean Corey Carter's birthday, I let you be a full stand and fucking. No, here's, here's my stand moment, okay? Because you didn't let me be a fan of full piece, but here's my stand moment. No, because I'm also a Sean Corey Carter fan. Beyonce is Beyonce herself. Is unfuckwittable. You can't really say shit legitimately about what she does on that stage and how she handles her business. You can't. That's the only criticism of Beyonce is some of her crazy fans. That's the only legitimate criticism you can levy to her. As far as work ethic, can't talk shit about that. Can't. As far as Performance. Can't talk shit about that. Nope. As far as albums, besides the album that shall not be named. She ain't really have a bad album. And even a, even a bad album ain't a bad album. It's just bad compared to her standards. Correct? Like, short, they stopped giving Shorty number one. They stopped giving Shorty Grammys because it was like, they ha- it's almost like they've had to let somebody else eat. Like, and she has paved the way for every female artist that you like in the last 10 to 15 years. Thank you. Give my queen her things. And so you can understand why the beehive acts the way the beehive acts. Because, again, 
if we're looking just purely on numbers, purely on talent, purely on work. Everybody's fave gets compared to mine. Everybody's fave gets compared to mine. Everybody's. Oh, well, that's I'm the Beyonce of this or I'm the Beyonce of that. But people are are so quick to people are so quick to tell you why she's overrated but cannot give you substantial reasons as to why. You can't. So yeah, when people give try to talk about honest criticism of Beyonce, her fans aside, because I think there are crazy ass fan bases everywhere. But because y'all started the trend. Whatever. Leave us alone. But like that's why I get so defensive of Beyonce because again, everybody she who's number one then? If it's not Beyonce, then who? And your faves don't have the numbers. They don't have the range, the license, nor the agency. You can't put them in the same group. Even Adele stood there on her Artist of the Year speech and said, what does Beyonce have to do to win this award? So even y'all, y'all little stage ain't doing nothing. Like, y'all not, you know what I'm saying? It's, that's all I got to say, man. I can, y'all know I can go on and on forever, but that's my queen. And we knew we was going to have a Beyonce episode today. So, you know. Also, since we're on the announcements portion. Yeah, yeah let's get this. Columbus. It's your girl. It's your boy. We back at it like a crack at it. All right. We have a live show. Well, not live. We will be having an appearance at Monday Night Raw. September 16th. Gang, gang. Shout out to my boy DJ Banger. Shout out to Ladies Love Lonnie. Um, shout out to the whole the whole team up there. We will be up there, um, you know, kind of setting the vibes, setting the mood, doing what we do best. Um, we'll be we'll be kind of commentating throughout the event. We'll have our own, we have thirty minutes, uh, to give y'all, you know, some 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 ta- some some good old quality shit talking. Um, and we will be interviewing some of the artists after they get on st- off stage to kind of allow y'all to learn a little bit more about them. Um. All of this is going down Monday, September 15th. Um, get your tickets. Get your RSVPs. Do what you got to do to do be in Do what you got to do to be in the building. Also, I'm DM sliding because, bitch, I'm not driving back after that. So I'm crashing on somebody's couch So situation. Somebody's going to have to hold your girl down. Um, You handle that. I handle my, I'll handle my. Um, I may have to drive back because, you know. Faithful black man. Black men don't cheat. Shit. Um, You're never mind. I was ooh. I was gonna make the block so hot. <laughs> damn, you act I, like I won't edit this ooh. entire episode real quick. I was getting ready to make the block so hot. Relax. I'm gonna relax. But yeah, so shout out to Columbus. Y'all love us, and me and Calvin, and it's no shade to anywhere else in the world. We go where we're celebrated, and you guys have always, like, that entire creative team up there, the creative force in Columbus is so crazy. Um, and we and Calvin are just really proud and, and excited to be a part of the vibes that y'all invite us to, you know, invite us to come creating. So, y'all hit Y'all hit us up asking us, and we appreciate it. Um, and we'll slide every time. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I've gotten some people who, who shot their photography shot um, as far as like, you know, one one is to give us proper photo shoots so we can stop looking like bums on these flyers. All right, that's fine. That's fair. That's um, fair. I'm tired of giving iOS six credit. But. Like <laughs> um Photoshop credit, me, nigga. <laughs> like, um so we appreciate that. Uh keep us in your prayers. Um if you if you are if you're a religious type, if you are, um pray to the ancestors, which is luck. Make sure our chakras are aligned. Whatever you need to do to send us the vibes, fam. You know what I'm saying? We we need it. We we need it. We need it. We need it. Um, and we're not gonna tally on too much longer. 
because we gave y'all two and a two and a half episode last week. We're sorry. Uh, kind of. No, I'm not sorry. Actually, uh, y'all deserve it. Um, I love out. you. Peace Bye. and blessings. Bye. Bye.